Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got Graham. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, how goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report. You made it to Friday, and here we are, coming to you from our Smoothie King Center studios in downtown New Orleans, here to wrap up the week here on the podcast for the Saints and Pelicans fans. I'm Sean Kelly, and we are preparing tonight for a big game, the Pelicans Take on the Sacramento Kings here at Smoothie King Center. 7 o'clock tip-off tonight and a big night for Pierre the Pelican. The mascot is celebrating, and uh, he's got a lot of his mascot friends in tow tonight and will uh, unveil the Pierre the Pelican uh, mascot bobblehead tonight. So that'll be fun, but certainly the most important thing is getting a win tonight against the Kings and snapping this four-game losing streak and uh, finding a way to uh, get back into the playoff race. We're going to keep an eye on uh, two other games here over the next two days. Obviously, tonight, the Phoenix Suns, they're in action against the Portland Trailblazers. We need the Blazers to win that game. And then tomorrow night, the Oklahoma City Thunder visit the Utah Jazz. And uh, certainly, uh, as much as it doesn't help my heart a whole lot, but um, we'll root for the Utah Jazz, and uh, we'll see what unfolds here over the next uh, two days. I really think that these next four for the Pelicans and the next four for the Thunder are going to go a long way in determining uh, whether or not uh, – the Pelicans can stay in the fight for then what would be the final seven games of the regular season for New Orleans. We're going to talk extensively with head coach Monty Williams today on the Black and Blue Report. It's basically the encore of last night's Monty Williams radio show, which airs each Thursday at 8 on WWLFM. But we cover a number of different topics, very timely with head coach Monty Williams today. Well, the New Orleans Saints, literally everybody on the staff is up in Baton Rouge, and LSU's Pro Day is ongoing even as we speak right now. And uh, we'll uh, track as far as what they uh, discover up there or what happens at LSU Pro Day. We'll get a recap of that. Looks like on Monday's Black and Blue Report, but that makes for a busy day for Sean Payton, Mickey Loomis, and all their staffs up in Baton Rouge today. Uh, and, again, we'll do something with that on, on Monday. Well, as you heard yesterday, the Saints uh, made a big announcement with Raycom Media. Raycom Media and WVUE Fox 8 are going to now carry the Saints preseason games on television and then spread them across a network that Raycom has compiled that covers basically the entire Gulf South. Paul McTeer is the CEO and president of Raycom Media. We visited with him yesterday afternoon as 
they uh, made the announcement, and we'll share that with you on today's Black and Blue Report, what it all means and uh, how the change benefits both uh, Raycom, you the fans, and, of course, the New Orleans Saints. So that's what we're going to cover here on this Friday. I hope that you'll uh, uh, stay with us as we take our first break. We'll jump into our conversation with Monty Williams on the state of the Pelicans right now as they get set to take on the Kings tonight. Join us this Friday at 7 p.m. at the Smoothie King Center as your New Orleans Pelicans fight for the playoffs against the Sacramento Kings. Pelicans Fest starts at 5.30 with music, interactive games, and appearances by Pierre and the Pelicans dance team. It's the Smoothie King mascot party, and the first 8,000 fans will receive a Pierre bobblehead. Tickets start as low as $15, so call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your tickets today. Racing fans, you won't want to miss the Professional Drag Racers Association Cajun Nationals Pro Mod at Thunder Road Raceway Park in Gilliam, Louisiana, just outside of Shreveport. This exciting event runs April 30th through May 2nd. For more information, visit www.racetrrp.com. And while in town, enjoy great gaming action, shopping, food, and nightlife. For additional things to see and do, visit shreveport-bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. This is Pelicans head coach, Monty Williams, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. There was a very serious tone after the uh, Pelicans practice when I visited the facility yesterday afternoon to uh, lay down my weekly visit with head coach Monty Williams for his radio show. Obviously, uh, the pressure is up and uh, the stakes are high right now for the Pelicans, the Thunder, the Suns, all the teams really fighting right now for playoff positioning in the Eastern and Western Conferences. But with 11 games to go starting tonight against the Sacramento Kings, certainly Monty Williams has plenty on his mind. This is part one of my visit yesterday with the Pelicans head coach. Coach, it seemed like last night's loss to the Rockets uh, stung you pretty good. At least that's the way you felt after the game. Yeah, it stung just because we we got out to a great start. Um, there was a lot of ebb and flow in the game. and We just didn't score the ball well. Um, in the second and third quarter, not great in the fourth, um, but we fought our way back and had a chance to, you know, tie it up at the end. Um, it was just a, an emotional game. I mean, we we come out like gangbusters, and the second quarter we couldn't buy a shot, and didn't move the ball well. Uh, third quarter, I thought we'd come out with some juice, and our starters didn't play that well, um, but we stayed with it and didn't give in, and then Anthony got hurt. Um, so then your the team emotion was all over the place. And then uh, in the end, we had a chance to to uh, win uh, against a pretty good team. And, and the struggle for me was our game plan was carried out perfectly. I mean, we kept them off the free throw line. We kept them off the three-point line. Uh, we had a tough time uh, individually guarding the ball. And um, that's just a... At this point in the season, that, that becomes a pride thing, and, and we, we have to be better at that. Paint was lopsided last night, and it seems like during this losing streak, paint has not been what it has been for your team. Any rhyme or reason, Coach? Uh, you know, could be a number of things. Uh, not having certain guys in the lineup. I know not having Omir in a couple games uh, doesn't help. Missing AD for a couple games doesn't help during this streak. Um, but I, I go back to just individually guarding the ball. You know, our, our, our wings have to be a lot better at that. And Norris is pretty good doing it. Uh, Tyreek and Eric, they're, they're usually guarding 
two best athletes on the floor every night, and that that's a a big deal for us. That's why I don't get too happy about AD blocking eight or nine shots because he's usually doing that because we're getting broken down, so he's got to cover it up. Um, but it it's a team basketball, it's a team game, but there's individual stuff that you have to do, and, and we haven't been great at that for about a week or so. Yeah, Some might say that your team is in a free fall or a tumble. I don't know if I'm ready to buy into that, but but certainly something's going on. The one thing I can't figure out, though, Coach, there, there doesn't seem to be a common thread amongst the four losses. There seem to be different things each night. I think it's hard to have commonality when you your lineups are different and you got 10 or 11 different rotations you know, in the last five or six games. But bottom line is we've, we've lost five in a row. That's the common thread. We haven't done enough to win a game. Uh, we played really good teams, but, you know, that's that's the NBA and that's the West. You know, we got to do enough to win a game. Before the losing streak, your guys described um, their uh, feelings as having fun. They were really enjoying each other and enjoying the game. Um, how do you get it back? Does it take a win to do that, or can can they find that themselves even before they get on the floor tomorrow? Well, I was I was hesitant to even comment on that when I heard that because I know at this time of the year it's not always fun. Mm-hmm. It's a grind, and when you're not a young team. Mean, we got to get out of this young team stuff too because we have guys who played five, six, seven years who are out there on the floor, but they don't know what it's like to play this time of the year for something. So in that respect, uh, most of our guys are uh, inexperienced. And, and I think that's what you saw when guys were talking about how fun it is. Well, it's hard to get to fun, you know. It's, 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 it's a grind to get to fun. And when we started talking about how fun it was, I was like, eh, we, we got a ways to go before we know what this is like. We got to get used to playing this time of the year. And um, I think I did a poor job of managing that, um, allowing that to get away from us um, because it, it it's not always fun this time of the year. Every game that you win, every game that you play, it's like a heavyweight fight. And, and we, you know, if you're as old as you and I, you remember the heavyweight fights from back in the day. They didn't look that fun. Um, even when the guys won it, they looked like they had been put in a blender. And so that, I think we, we're, we're growing up a little bit by taking a couple steps back, and I think it will help us going forward. With that being said, what did you do today? How did you spend your time with your team today before you do play again tomorrow? Well, I just explained to them, you know, you can't just talk about playoffs and – play the way we played last night in the second and third quarter. Mm -hmm. You can't talk about the playoffs when you give up 50-50 balls and allow, you know, guys who are 30-plus years, 35, 36 years old to outwork you. And I I told them, I said, that's not reality. And I'm not the kind of coach that's going to sit here and tell you everything's okay when it's not. And they understood uh, what I was saying, and I showed them a couple of clips where our effort was inconsistent. Also talk to them about Anthony. You know, teams are double teaming him, and we got to learn how to play with and off of that. And Anthony's just got to get used to his new normal. I mean, he's not going to be in a game for the rest of his life where he's not the focal point. And he's going to probably play against two or three guys every time he touches the ball. And our guys have to help him by executing a lot better than we did last night. Stay tuned. There's more to come with head coach Monty Williams. Part two of my weekly interview with him for his radio show is yours right after this. 
In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackey, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. Well, let's get right back into our interview with head coach Monty Williams. More about the Pelicans now and this weekend ahead as we visited yesterday at the Pelicans practice facility. I will say this, as far as a positive from last night, it was nice to see you pencil in your, I guess, new normal starting five for the first time in a couple of games. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's been a juggling act all year long. It's been a juggling act for about three years now. But that, that's, that's just, you know, it is what it is. It's good to have our guys back on the floor. Uh, the hope is that we can get some continuity. Because not only does it help the starters, it helps our bench. You know, when a bench guy, and, you know, they may not admit it, but I've played both roles. I've been starter and I've been a role guy. When you're a role guy and you get thrusted into that starting lineup, your mindset changes. Um, you know you may have to play 30, 35 minutes. And that's a different mentality. When you, you know, go back to the bench, you get a chance to survey the game, see where you fit in, see what you can add to the game. And so some of our bench guys have been overwhelmed, I believe, because when we had those guys playing when AD was out, they knew what they were going to do every single night, and they got into a rhythm. Now they like they're in, they're out, they're in, they're out. I think it's messed with those guys a little bit, and I, case in point is probably Lexi. Lexi's been a guy who's been big for us off the bench, but he's been – you know, a starter, then he's, he's been on the bench, he's playing big minutes, you know, he's playing against Dwight. All those things have a way of messing with your, your emotions and your mental side. Perfect lead into the next question, 11 to go. This is pretty much playoff basketball now, whether it's cliche or not, the reality is there. So with that being said, do you now ask your starters to play playoff type minutes, even though you still have that occasional back-to-back -back and whatnot? Do they have to carry even more than they've done already? Yeah, they. They will. I, I, I did that a bit last night. We, we only played eight guys. And, and I think we, I'll probably try to play more guys depending on the matchups. But our starters, um, AD, Tyreek, and Eric for sure, and, and Omir depending on the big, uh, they're going to have to play um, huge in these games. And their responsibilities go through the roof as far as uh, their workload. And so off days away from games are really important to those guys. But like I said to them, and I've said it to AD since he's been here, if you feel sore now and you want to win a championship, how do you feel, how do you think you're going to feel in June? And so if you can't deal with this now, 
you're not going to be able to deal with June. So as tough as you think it is, man, it's a lot tougher when you're trying to do this in June and you or May, right. April, you know, the end of April in a first round playoff matchup. It, it's a tough thing. And so that's where the conditioning mentally and physically comes into play. Situational basketball is going to get more and more and more important here. You guys have been great out of timeouts. Uh, number one in offensive efficiency coming out of a timeout per se. Uh, why? Why so good? Um, is it? Is it just uh, time on task or um, guys sensing what you want out of them with regard to that grease board? I don't know, man. It, it's. I tell you this. I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's one thing that to be okay at something or good, but to be the best at it um, in a really tough league says a lot about our guys, our coaches, um, the ability to, you know, lock in. And I, I, I've said this to our coaches and players, I think we can be better. Uh, we've come out of timeouts and, and uh, have run the wrong play or wrong and didn't do the right assignment and still scored. And that's why I don't get – too caught up in the numbers at times, um, but I, I I do think it's it's a sign of growth for us for a young team, an inexperienced team to be um, that good. I just found out about that number last week, and um, you know if we can carry that to the rest of the season or through the rest of the season, it would be great for us. And you know I, I'd much rather have more wins than to be number one in ATO efficiency, but. It's a good thing for us to, to be proud of. Coach, take fans into that huddle, whether it be out of a routine timeout or something late game. How much of that is is created in the moment after conferring with your assistants, and how much of it is stuff that they've already seen in their playbook that you're reminding them of? Uh, pr- probably a bit of both. You know, I, I, I write a card up before every game that has situational plays, and I have stuff for AD, Tyreek, Eric, all of our guys have a, a set of plays. But then the sit- time scoring situation at times dictates what kind of play you run. Mm-hmm. And um, you could watch the game and see what a team is doing and scrap your card and just run something to take advantage of that. So there's a lot, there's a ton of factors that go into it. Um, we've gotten better at it over the years since I've been here. Um, but I think it's, it's really important to, to have that package um, because it can give you a wrinkle or something to take advantage of a certain situation. And, and like I said, we're not where I think we can be in that regard. I think we can be better. Um, we've won a lot of games off end of game plays and scored off ATOs after timeout plays, but I still think we can be better as we get more experience and our guys get better at playing together. Big game tomorrow night. Kings in town. George Carl now leading them. That's got to be one of the toughest teams to prepare for with all they've been through. But when you gather your team for shoot-around tomorrow morning, um, give me at least a couple of bullet points on on what can or needs to happen against Sacramento. We just got to go win a game. You know, that that to me is the, the mindset to do whatever it takes to win. Like 48 minutes of, you know, no-holds-barred basketball our way. And I think we play our way at times, but we haven't done it for as close to 48 minutes as we can the last week or so. You could sit here and say, hey, well, you haven't had AD, and you haven't had Omer, Tyreek's men. Look, I'm not into all that. You know, when you get a chance to go out there and play, play the, the right way for 48 minutes and see what happens. And I think if we do that, 
along with carrying out the game plan like we did against Houston, you know, we'll feel a lot better about ourselves after the SAC game. All right, Coach. All the best. Good luck tomorrow. We'll just stick with tomorrow's game one at a time here. One at a time, and, and we'll, we'll keep plugging away. We've got a lot of basketball. Um, we've made improvements from year to year. I told our guys we're, our goal is to you know, get that winning record and see where we are as it applies to the uh, playoff race. And hopefully we can get that winning record with some games to play so that we can really chase after OKC or Phoenix or whomever that team may be. Thank you. Go get them. Thank you, bro. All right, so the stage is set for tonight, 7 o'clock tip-off at the Smoothie King Center. If you'd like to get in on the action, you can go to pelicans.com or just pick up the phone, 504-525-HOOP. Hopefully the Pelicans fans, uh, you all will bring your uh, your playoff push into the stands tonight. We need a loud crowd as the Pelicans get set to take on Boogie Cousins and George Carl's new look Sacramento Kings, who've been playing much better here as of late. We'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll discuss preseason football with the New Orleans Saints and their new television deal with Raycom Media. Once again, you stayed longer and spent more money gambling than you planned. You told yourself it would never happen again, but it has. Now you have to tell your family you lost money gambling. If you or a family member has a gambling problem, treatment services are available for Louisiana residents at no cost. Call now. It's free and confidential. 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-STOP. A message from the Louisiana Department of Health and Hospitals Office of Behavioral Health. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Well, as many folks know, a big announcement yesterday regarding Saints football on television. Yesterday afternoon, it was announced that the New Orleans Saints and Raycom Media have entered into an agreement to now air and distribute Saints preseason games starting here in 2015. That's big news. It's a big change, and I think a big welcome uh, for Raycom and for the New Orleans Saints to get into this new partnership. Paul McTeer is the CEO of Raycom Media. He got into town this week for the big announcement, um, and he'll be leaving us here shortly. But uh, I'm glad you came, and congratulations on a new partnership here with the Saints. Oh, thank you, Sean. Uh, you know, obviously it's a, uh, it's a big deal for uh, Raycom, uh, Raycom Media and our television stations, obviously, if, uh, but it's a, a bigger deal, we believe, for the – Fan base. I think that providing uh, uh, a more extensive network to be able to be engaged with the Saints preseason, uh, it, it, it's a it's a good opportunity for us and the Saints. So it starts here locally because of Raycom Media's relationship, and now I guess stewardship of WVUE Fox Eight in New Orleans. Maybe that, we should take a step back and kind of explain to folks what that relationship is and how it relates to this. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, I, I guess it's a, a year and a maybe about a year and a half ago or so, uh, we entered into a relationship with Louisiana Media, uh, the owner of WVUE Fox 8 here in town. 
um, and, and, and we reached an agreement whereby we provide management. So all of the most of the employees, I don't say all, most of the employees now are Raycon Media employees at Fox 8. Uh, they have access to all the news and stories throughout our other 52 television stations. So we, we've expanded the, their news uh, capability. We've made some certain changes in, in, in capital infusion and those kinds of things. So it was based on that the, the beginnings of that relationship that we had a conversation with the Saints uh, about our possibility of taking over the preseason uh, production. And, and part of that conversation led us to establishing a Saints network, if you will, so that uh, in, in our television stations in Louisiana, so starting all the way in the north in Shreveport, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, of course, and Lake Charles, uh, and in the state of Mississippi, we're in uh, Jackson, Hattiesburg, and Biloxi, and over into Panama City, we'll form the, the basis of that network, and then we'll... Uh, We'll also offer it to other markets within the, the footprint of the Saints as well. Paul, there's no doubt Raycom has a strong reputation of producing sporting events. What right. about at the NFL level where the regular season, the postseason, is dominated by the big networks, namely being NBC, CBS, Fox, and ESPN? If for folks who don't know, the only, the only time a team and another media company can join forces on, a, on an NFL telecast is during the preseason. So... With that being said, I guess probably fans are wondering, um, what's Raycom's reputation with regard to NFL and notably preseason broadcasts? Sure. Uh, we, we do have experience in, in, in preseason. Uh, we have been the producer of the New York Giants preseason games for many years. Uh, and we also produce the Panthers games uh, in, in Charlotte. So we, we will add uh, gladly the, uh, the New Orleans Saints to that uh, portfolio. Look, the biggest question I'm going to hear about this deal is this, and it's quite simple. The New Orleans Saints are not just a New Orleans team, not just even a Louisiana team. They're a Gulf South team. Right. The biggest question I'm going to get, and so are the Saints in that switchboard down the hall, is congratulations on the new deal. Am I going to be able to see the game? That's going to be the number one question. When you talk about building a network of stations that will carry these broadcasts, it seems you've got pretty much everybody covered. We do. I, I, I think there's uh, probably an opportunity in, in, in Mobile. Uh, we have uh, uh, two, two different television stations in mind. Uh, there's probably opportunities in uh, Monroe or in Alexandria, uh, and we don't think we'll have any difficulty in clearing those markets as well. So I think the answer to your question uh, was going to be, absolutely, we're going to be able to provide that game to you. What will be different with Raycom doing these broadcasts? Well, I, you can say at this point, I, I think the production will be, will be different. I think because we have the trucks available, we have the experience, we have the depth of knowledge, we have the graphic capability, and we have met the NFL standards for so long. We have experience in doing the the ACC football and basketball. We have always met the the ESPN standards for production. So. I think that I can reassure the, the fan base that they will see a quality of production that you know will be better than that they may have seen in the last couple of years. Paul McTeer with us, the chairman and uh, CEO of Raycom Media. What else, do we, what else should we bring up here, I guess, with regards to this deal? I, I will say this. I know the competition was stiff <laughs> with regard to this bidding process. 
Um, so I not only say congratulations on the new partnership, but congratulations on winning the bid as well. Yeah. Um, and with that being said, I know that Raycom will look for benefits of their own in this deal. How else will you all incorporate the Saints into the Raycom family? Well, we, we think there's, a, uh, there's an opportunity, again, to be much more expansive in, in our relationship going forward. We think that there's an opportunity for more shoulder programming. We think that there's an opportunity to uh, provide content for the Saints digital assets. We think that by having a much more engaging fan base, we, we will help the Saints fans have content available to them 365 days a year. And we think that there's also an opportunity that we may be able to market and, and promote this marvelous NBA team, uh, the Pelicans, as well. All in the family, as they say. There you go. Paul, I hope that you'll come up to Greenbrier and see us at training camp. And I know you'll be at the games this August. Well, I, I'll be at a game or two yes. in August, and I will – accept the invitation to go to the Greenbrier. Well, it's outstanding. We're looking forward to it. It's, it's, it seems far away, but it'll be here before you know oh, it. Oh, we, we agree. Yes. Paul, thank you very much. Thank you, Sean. Yep, big news today for the New Orleans Saints, or actually yesterday, but certainly glad to visit with Paul here today. We'll take a break, and we'll continue on the Black and Blue Report this Friday in just a moment. I'm Tom Richards. I'm 35 years old, vice president of sales at a regional paper company. Six months ago, we decided to transition to one of those cool collaborative open space offices. So now I sit in the open next to three other sales managers, which means there's nothing separating me from... (coughs) Not getting Carl's nasty cold and missing a sales opportunity this winter? That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the Immune Builder Smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to stay healthy this winter. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. The future is now for the New Orleans Pelicans as all-star Anthony Davis has become one of the elite players in the NBA. 2015-16 season tickets are now on sale, so make sure to secure early bird pricing and receive special gifts as part of our parade of prizes. Season ticket holders receive great benefits, including access to exclusive team events, plus savings on concessions and merchandise. Be part of the best fan experience in the NBA by calling 525-HOOP or visiting pelicans.com today. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Well, the next time I visit with you will be on the radio this weekend, starting tonight at 7 o'clock as the Pelicans take on the Kings. Again, Pierre the the Pelican bobblehead night at Smoothie King Center. We want to thank Smoothie King, obviously, for providing those 8,000 bobbleheads that will be given away later on this evening. And then back with you on the radio for a Sunday afternoon matchup against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Please make a note, tip-off on Sunday is at 3 p.m. That's also our broadcast time, and there will be television coverage of both of these games on Fox Sports New Orleans. We'll see you back here on the Black and Blue Report on Monday. We'll recap LSU's Pro Day and jump into a new week for both the Pelicans and the Saints. I'm Sean Kelly. Thanks to everyone today, not only for being on the show, but thanks to you for listening all week long. We hope that you have a great rest of your Friday and enjoy a fantastic weekend. Go Pelicans. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. 
The Black and Blue Report.